I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Small businesses bring Utah together. They inspire goodness and connect communities. These are their stories from Mighty Main Street, brought to you by the Utah Office of Tourism and Visit Salt Lake. Here's our host, Chris Redgrave, on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Mighty Main Street on KSL, the faces and places of Utah. This business show features interviews with our small business community that make us proud while driving our Utah job market. We're supported by Utah Office of Tourism and Visit Salt Lake. Thank you so much. I have Nathan Rafferty with me with Ski Utah. Nathan, I appreciate you being with us today and sharing this incredible information about the impact of this extraordinary industry uh, for the state of Utah and and our place globally and what's happened in your tenure um, with Ski Utah because you have an amazing history with them. Uh, Give us an idea of our global scope right now and, and how we are recognized globally now and what you've seen, what you've witnessed in the years that you've been with Ski Utah. You know, there's no question our profile has raised over the last several decades and really since the Olympics in 2002 that, you know, pointed a really bright spotlight on on Utah. And I think it opened the world's eyes to understand what we have here and not just at the Olympic venues, but at the, you know, the city and the state and all our great ski areas. And um, there's no question that um, the world knows Utah is a great place to recreate and have a business and raise a family. And, uh, you know, we're certainly seeing that with lots and lots of people moving to Utah and, and some growing pains here and there as well. I'm so glad you brought up the Olympics. It's uh, I had a chance to help support the U.N. conference, the 68th U.N. conference that came to Utah. And, uh, you know, it's it's activities, it's programs like that that are really putting us on the map, but also making sure that people understand that we're players when it comes to this. And uh, so I'm glad you brought that up because that does make sense that that was a tipping point for us. Uh, even though right after the Olympics it was a little bit dramatic, but it turned right around. I've got a question for you, Nathan, about how do you square – your business acumen, which you clearly have, and your environmental side. How do you square those two? You know, skiing is a business. It's a commercial entity. There's no question about that. But we operate in a a place where the environment is our product. And so I think if you asked all of our skiers, all 15 of them, uh, they would tell you that they are environmentalists, that line gets blurred a little bit for sure. You know, we've got a lot of people drive their cars and have to park at the ski areas, and, um, but they do a great job of um, being stewards of the environment and um, uh, doing what they can because, you know, at the end of the day, as skiers and snowboarders, um, we love being outside and being in the mountains, and when we're not on a chairlift, we're hiking or biking or, um, you know, loving the outdoors. So, um, you know, I think they all of them take a really keen eye and look towards protecting the environment. But, um, you know, it is a balancing act for sure because you're also running a business that consumes energy and, um, you know, does other things that, um, um, you know, really make it a fine balance for sure. What happens, Nathan, as far as transportation? I know that the 
Uh, there's talk about a fantastic gondola that would be very similar to what you see at European resorts and be able to really fast track uh, quite a few people up the mountains with very little environmental disruption. Uh, there's other ideas as well. So, and I and I would imagine that this has got to be a delicate balance for you, being over Ski Utah, to be able to hear all different transportation platforms. But what's the buzz right now on transportation? What we're going to do to uh, mitigate the huge clogs and also at sometimes kind of the dangerous part of driving up, especially if there's great big huge uh, avalanches and slides and stuff. So, what's your what's your position on that? You know, I grew up skiing in Utah, so I hopped on a bus at Foothill Village and rode it up to Solitude on the weekend. So, you know, I know it well, and I didn't think about traffic back then nearly as much as I do today, but today it seems to consume my life. Um, You know, it's been an issue that we have been discussing, and what's funny is you could take, a friend of mine sent me an article from 1985 talking about the awful traffic in the Cottonwood Canyons and, um, you know, what are we going to do about it? You can copy and paste that article from way back then to today. And, you know, it certainly causes some frustration. And I think if there were a a silver bullet uh, that would make all that frustration uh, go away, we would have done it already. But there's more momentum than I've ever seen towards some kind of big fix. Um, And at Ski Utah, we are proponents of – of the gondola solution and uh, for a whole lot of reasons, but you know, we are just, it's time that we quit slapping band-aids on this, um, on this issue. And, you know, the bus system has been great. I used it as a, as a kid and, but we're, you know, the amount of visits and people that want to visit those canyons, we need to find a more efficient and safer solution than just adding more buses. So um, technology has come a long way. And I've taken a close look at that gondola project and believe that that's, uh, that would be uh, our most efficient, safest, um, and convenient solution moving forward. And I think it would just actually just really add to the overall experience. And it's pretty tough to come up with a transportation component that would actually add to your ski day, but amazing views coming up and down that canyon from um, – one of these larger 3S gondola systems might be the highlight of the day is riding down that gondola at the end of the great ski day. Pretty amazing. What a beautiful vision that you just provided. I'm so interested in what we do to solve this problem because I'm a skier and because I love our mountains and I've been in Utah for probably 40 years. So I'm a Utahn. But what a great visual you just gave us. I mean, there are people that can just come up and visit the canyon that aren't skiing that will see something they'll never be able to see from a car perspective. And I, you know, um, I've had a chance to uh, to work closely on a committee with Chris McCandless, and he's been uh, sharing with me about uh, ideas around the, the gondola project. And I'm getting very excited about it. I think it's cool. And I'm glad to hear that you're supporting that you know there are very few of those solutions that take the avalanche hazard out of the equation and that's a big big problem in that canyon um you know we see gondola used as transportation all over the world not as much in the u.s where you know we like to drive and have our big cars and trucks and our locker full of all our gear with us but uh, i think the time has come that you know we need to shift gears a little bit and and i think that solution would be so great for so many reasons and not the least of which is that we get to really control where people get on and off so 
you know, if somebody goes up that canyon in a car, they can stop where they maybe not not supposed to stop, hop into the woods and take a trail that they might not be able to. With a gondola, we can really have a lot of control over where people stop and start and and mitigate a lot of the impacts that come with uh, an increased amount of people that are visiting those canyons. And, you know, right now, there's nothing stopping anybody from going up into those canyons. And, you know, our our job is to welcome people into that, into those areas. But, um, you know, I'd like to see it done in an efficient and responsible way. It makes so much sense. Nathan, thank you so much for your time and thank you for your dedication and your commitment to the tourism industry, to the skiing industry, to the state of Utah as a native and as an extraordinary leader. We really appreciate everything you're doing. Do you want to give us a website for people to go to? Sure. Uh, You can find anything you want to know about skiing in Utah at SkiUtah.com. Everything from snow conditions and where to stay and events happening at resorts and all the latest and greatest. So SkiUtah.com is where it's at. All the best to you, Nathan. Thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, Chris. Check out our interviews on the podcast page of KSLNewsRadio.com. I'm Chris Redgrave, host of Mighty Main Street. Stick around for more stories on KSL Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.